Good morning. Today is Wednesday, May 26, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. There were two big endorsements in Boston's mayoral race yesterday, and one of them ended with an apology. The first was for Anissa Sabi George, who secured the endorsement of the Firefighters Union here in Boston. This, alongside the endorsement of the Massachusetts Nurses Association and being endorsed by former Boston Police Commissioner William Gross, sets Anissa up to have some very compelling literature for the general election. However, she first has to make it out of the prelims. The second endorsement was by House Speaker Ron Mariano for State Rep. John Santiago. However, this endorsement instantly got overshadowed by a off-the-cuff joke that Ron attempted, which disparaged Boston South End, when Ron said that he was worried that his car was going to get stolen, basically portraying what is John Santiago's own district as an unsafe, crime-riddled area. Many other candidates for mayor jumped on this, including John Barros. And while I'm not sure how much Ron Mariano's endorsement means in a Boston mayoral race, it most certainly was overshadowed by this remark. Poor John. With ridership increasing to its highest levels since the pandemic began, the MBTA will be restoring some of the recent cuts it made to both the T system and some bus lines. Scheduled to take into effect on June 20th, the red, orange, and blue line trains will come to running close to the same frequency they did before the service cuts were made, and also deploying more green line trolleys on the C, D, and E branches, along with roughly 30 bus routes. And while it's a great thing that they're increasing T frequency in bus lines, they have still not fully restored the cuts that they made in what appears to be a two steps back, one step forward maneuver to continue to starve and gut public transportation. Red line trains will now appear every five minutes versus five and a half. Ten minutes on the branches for the red lines that head to either Ashwan or Quincy. Seven minutes down from eight minutes on the orange line, and five minutes down from five and a half on the blue. But again, fully restore the cuts, expand T-frequency, and make it free. Boston has been being bought up bit by bit by the largest private equity firm, I believe in the country, stationed out of New York City, the Blackstone Group, which says it owns more than $12 billion worth of real estate in the Boston area, and an additional $4.6 billion in Cambridge. The majority of their purchases have been in the life sciences sector, converting some office space to lab space and this building new lab space on its own. This private equity firm has a portfolio of over $600 billion. And how one private equity firm was able to purchase all of this property when it made its first acquisition just in 2016 is something we should really look into and whether or not we want private equity firms to be owning such large swaths of the city. Something tells me that's not going to be very good for democracy or for the people who live in those areas.
Attorney General Mara Healy took to the airwaves yesterday to defend her decision not to prosecute 13 cases brought to her office by OCPF, the Office of Campaign and Political Finance, into politicians breaking campaign finance laws. She says that our office takes these referrals seriously, and if there were an appropriate case for either civil or criminal enforcement, we would have done that. Now, OCPF handles dozens of these instances on their own, maybe more, and only refers violations to the Attorney General when they feel necessary. But according to Mara Healy, they did so inappropriately 13 times. So I would love for those cases to be made public so that we can judge for ourselves. But ultimately, her failure to look into politicians, in my mind, speaks to her future political ambitions and would rather not be seen as a tattletale on her friends. The Suffolk Superior Court judge rejected suspended Boston Police Commissioner Dennis White's arguments that Kim Jane does not have the power to fire him. And it seems unlikely that the commissioner is going to succeed in his efforts. And the judge, Heidi Breezer, agrees with acting mayor and says that the only type of hearing White is entitled to is one before Kim Janey herself. It looks like White's team is planning on appealing this, and we'll see if he's able to delay, delay, delay until maybe there is a new mayor on the horizon. Former Boston Police Sergeant William Baxter of Hyde Park pleaded guilty in his connection with the massive overtime fraud scheme at the Boston Police Department. This is now the 12th officer to be charged in connection with the Fed's investigation in what all evidence points to was a massive department-wide conspiracy of defrauding the public. The federal government seems to be narrowing in on this one unit, which is typical to how they handle these types of cases, this being the BPD's evidence control unit, in which, again, officers are simply writing up overtime slips that they never actually worked. Just how many cops will be used as scapegoats for this? I'm not sure. But they're all guilty. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I apologize for not giving everyone a heads up that I was unable to do the podcast yesterday morning. But as always, that's why you follow me on TikTok. And I am starting a Bostopia Nightly News, which I'm hoping will be a 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday news show that I'm still figuring out the tech side of things. So if you want to support the show, please go follow me on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. And I'm looking forward to building out that project. And with that, take care and have a great rest of your day.